strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. It is, I'm here. I'm back. It's wonderful to be back on Strategy Talks with another episode. Can you believe we are almost into December as we are going live today? I want to say hello to you. If you're here live, thank you so much for joining myself and my guest today. If you're watching this on the replay on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, let me know where you're watching this. And if you have questions, once we get started, please let us know and I will make sure to answer them. And last but not least, a special shout out to those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. We appreciate you so much. Before I introduce you to my guest, as always, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider, the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. And that is going to be the perfect lead in to my guest today. Hi, Donna. How are you? Hi, Dorian. Thank Good. Thanks. Nice to be here. I know. So we were just in the green room talking about, you know, dominating your data. And we're going to talk about, especially as it might be an overwhelm for business owners. But here we have this amazing tool, um, Social Insider, who sponsors our show every single week. And I use that tool all the time to compare my data to my competitors and um, people in my industry. So it's super helpful. But we're not necessarily going to talk about social media data. We're going to talk about all sorts of data. So Donna, before we do that, let me just tell our viewers and our listeners um, who you are so they um, can know a little bit more about you. So Donna is a certified director of operations who focuses on data and measurement. She works with established online entrepreneurs who are ready to go from uncertain guesswork to profitable decisions by levering the power of their data without complex spreadsheets or math. Oh, that's a good one. We talked about that in the green room. Her motto is to make data way less dull and our clients' businesses way more profitable. And your business is called Productivity Plus. So Donna, tell us a little bit more. What's so scary about math? Yes. <laughs> Good question. So for a lot of business owners, and certainly many that I work with, they're consider themselves on the creative side, they're visionaries. And looking at that data and all spreadsheet full of numbers is a little bit overwhelming for them. And I'm here to say data doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. Think about data as the answers to questions. And so you ask a question of something you want to know in your business and you monitor the data or look at the data to see what that answer is. And then you adjust what you're doing based on the answer you got. So yes, the data point is an actual number, but you don't have to think about it like a wall of a spreadsheet full of numbers. It's really about questions. All right, so let's dive in then. What yeah. sort of questions as a business owner should you be asking to be looking at what sort of data? Right. Good question. So I like to look at the business from a holistic perspective. And so within that, there's going to be three main pillars or three core areas that I like to pull data from. 
One is marketing. So we touched on the social media at the beginning. Regardless of your business, marketing is part of the game. And so you want to make sure that the time and the effort you're spending, either you or your team on marketing, is bringing you that return on investment. You don't want to be spending time on platforms, doing organic or even paid posts if your target audience aren't there and they're not converting from that platform. So marketing is a big one. The second one is your finances. Again, I know some people are going, I don't like to look at that. But the truth of the matter is you need to know more than just what your bank account says is is going on, right? You need to be reviewing that profit and loss statement on a monthly basis and know what's happening in your business. And so we can make that easy by putting that in in a visual way. So instead of looking at that profit and loss that your bookkeeper gives you, we can display that in a graph or a pie chart. And so you can quickly see patterns and trends from month to month, how your revenue is changing month to month, what is happening to your expenses month to month, and then make some smart decisions going forward about things you may need to change or adjust based on what the data is showing. And then the third area is what I call operations or team. So depending on whether you're a solopreneur or you have a small team, we want to be making sure that the offers that you have and the clients you're working with are bringing you that that return on investment. So for example, sometimes people have an offer that they absolutely love as a business owner. It fits with them. They enjoy delivering it. They enjoy selling it. But maybe their pricing strategy is not really aligned with the amount of time them or their team is putting into it. And so just looking at that behind the scenes and saying, okay, are we getting that return on investment or do we need to make some tweaks or changes to the offer to make sure that it is profitable for us? All right. That makes, that makes a a lot of sense. You said on number two, when you talked about uh, profit and loss and, and looking at pie charts or um, graphs versus, you know, having a visual um, that was amazing. But then I also got an immediate question. You said month to month. So, Let's tell everybody who's watching and listening um, and you're a business owner or you're a you know, social media marketer, or you own a business. How often should we be looking at this data? Because I'm hearing you say month to month. There's people who don't look at it for years. You got that right. Yes. And that's the scary part. So I suggest if you're just starting and you haven't been looking at data, Take it slow and don't go too overboard because you know what happens when we dive into something brand new. Sometimes we overwhelm ourselves and then we put it to the side and we never bother with it again. Right. So starting slow, looking at, you know, eight to 10 metrics only to start with Mm -hmm. split up between those three areas and monitoring that on a monthly basis. That's a good place to start. And so what I tell business owners is to actually put, you know, half an hour or so in your calendar, a recurring appointment every month for you to sit back and look at those numbers. Okay. Because if it's not in your calendar, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I have a follow-up question to you yeah. uh, for that. So what is there a danger to just going in, and this has happened, and I've, I've seen this before. Um, there's a danger of just having a client go look at data with no context. So yes. they'll go in and they'll go to Google Analytics and they see one number. Or they look at a report and they see one number. Do you have any advice, especially for uh, for those of us who are on social media who are reporting on, you know, say we're in marketing, we're reporting on marketing. Um, one of the things that I have done because of this panic 
um, and, and of them looking either from week to week or they're just looking at a one-time thing, um, I usually say, look, I'm not giving you the report until we can sit down and we can mm -hmm. look at it together. Yes. Um, is that something that you advocate? Because that's definitely an issue there, right? Where people yes. see something and they freak out. That's right. Because the truth of the matter is that data might make us jump up for joy and have a party, or it might send us into, you know, deep sadness and depression and want to just burn the whole thing down. And so we do have to be sensitive to that. And I always tell business owners, we have to look at the context of where that number came from. Okay. So for example, if we go and look at our website and we see, oh, we had 500,000 views this month to our website. We don't know if that's good or bad on its own because we have no idea how many people visited our website last month, three months from before, a year ago. So we don't know where we are in that, in that realm. And so I always say you want to compare it to the prior period. So if you're looking at how many people came to my website in this quarter, I want to compare it to the quarter before. If you're looking at how many people did this in a year, I want to compare it to the year before. So that you always have that context of where that data is coming from. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you have to look at the big picture of what was going on in your life and in your business. Maybe your sales for January and March last year were terrible because you got a medical diagnosis and had to do a lot of tests and you actually had to step away from your business. And so you weren't as engaged, weren't as involved and things went down from there, right? Or maybe you took a um, vacation and your team was, was taking over and things were fine for that time. So you really have to take into context what was going on. If you pivoted or changed your offers, that's going to have a difference as well. That's, that's, that's a really, really good point. Um, and, and how about um, social media analytics? Uh, we were talking in the green room a little bit more about, you know, real metrics we should be looking at. And you, you know, when you started out, you said, you know, about eight or 10 things you should be looking at. But what about those vanity metrics? You know, I got a million views on my TikTok video or I got, you know, uh, 500 new followers on Instagram. What, what should we be looking at? Because yeah. Most business owners that come to me, that's kind of where they are. And then it's yes. really hard for me to say, well, that's really not what's going to change the bottom line, right? The financial exactly. picture. Yes. Um, so yes. How, can we, how can we guide that conversation? What advice do you have for especially marketers who probably yeah. deal with the vanity metrics in social media? Yes. And I think a lot of the time it's, you know, it's, it's partially, they have to dig deeper, but it's partially some of the tools that we deal with. I blame them as well, because they're all quick to show us quick analytics, but most of those analytics are our vanity metrics. How many people liked, how many people subscribed? Yes, we need engagement. If we're putting out posts, we need people to be commenting and liking. But as you said, that doesn't affect our bottom line. That's not necessarily going to bring in revenue. And so what we want to be measuring instead is the action that the people are taking from those posts. And so if I put out a Facebook, organic Facebook post, asking people to click a link to download a freebie or to book a call with me or to visit my sales page, I want people to actually take that action from that post, not just to read it and like it. I want them to actually take the next step. And so by measuring the conversion from my post to the action I wanted them to take, now I'm getting a better sense of 
how that's going to affect my bottom line, because they need to go from that post to the next thing I'm taking them to, and then follow through on the action, whether that's putting in their email, buying, booking a call, whatever that is. And so following that right through from they see my post to actually purchasing or booking, mm-hmm. that's the conversion that we want to see. And that, that will then bring in the revenue. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, but do metrics matter at all? <laughs> Good question. Of course, I'm biased. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, I can have give you countless examples of times when business owners were stressed, worried, indecisive about how which direction they were going to go, how they were going to make certain decisions in their business. And when we brought in the data, that just helped them quickly get some clarity and take action with the right way to go. It takes out the subjectivity. Oh, I think maybe it takes out what my best friend is doing, what my business guru is doing. It actually points straight to my business and what my potential customers are doing or thinking or taking action on. And so, yes, data does make a difference and it is something we should be tracking. So just as an example, I had a client who was selling courses to um, people who had recently graduated from different healthcare professions. And so her target audience was, you know, that 22 to 28, 30 year range. And so in her mind, she needed to be on all social media channels because young people are everywhere. And so I she was having problems keeping up with that. She had one social media assistant already, but that wasn't enough. And she was considering hiring another one. And so she was asking me, what do you think? Do you think that's gonna you know, help solve the problem we have here? And so being very analytical and wanting to look at the data, I said, where are your people actually coming from? Because I don't think your target audience is everywhere. I think there's probably one or two channels that we can really focus on. And of course she wasn't sure. And so when we did the analyzing and looked at the data, it was very interesting. We found that a lot of people were coming to her website from her Facebook posts. At this time, she wasn't doing any ads. It was all organic. But they were coming to her website, looking around, but not necessarily converting. From her Instagram posts, however, people were actually converting. And for her case, that was to buy a course. She had many courses. They were a very low ticket offer. And so surprisingly, those were the two channels that she really needed to focus on. She didn't need to worry about TikTok and YouTube and all that. At the moment, she could focus on those two. And that gave her such relief because she was like, okay, I and my team can mm-hmm. do this, right? Mm-hmm. This is possible. Yeah. Um, and not having to worry about channels that weren't bringing her that return on investment. All right. I have one um, question at the end here. We're at the 15th minute, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but so here's a question for you. What kind of, and it almost seems to me it might be reverse math, but say you're starting out. Say you're a small business owner who is starting a new venture and you have very little data or no yeah. data, or you are going to go on the assumption, I'm going to start a new course. Say I'm Doreen Moore and Van Nam, and I'm going to create a course and I'm going to market at a certain price. And then I'm expecting to sell this many and I'm all going by guesswork, right? Or is there a way to predict some of these things? How would you go about gathering data to make decisions when you're starting out? I think this is kind of like the chicken or the egg thing. And a lot of social media marketers have been asked this question. I'm going to hire you. How many 
How many units will I sell? I'm going to hire mm. you. How many courses will convert? How many people will convert? And I know the, I never know the answer. I'm like, well, I can't guarantee any of that. What I can guarantee is that I'm going to put the social media posts out, right? Yes, that's the yes. work that you're, but they do want to have conversion. So can you talk a little bit about that when you're just starting out, when it's brand new, either a new product or a completely new business, what kind of data do you need then? Because I yeah. think this is a question that a lot of us struggle with. Yeah, for sure. So I think when you're first starting out, you're right, you don't have that background information, but it's okay, that still shouldn't deter you. Take what you have right now. And so if you have Google Analytics hooked up with your website or whatever page you want people to go to, you can start tracking, okay, when I put out a post, is it resonating with my people? Are they converting? Are they taking that action that I want? And so you can start there. And if that's, you know, if that conversion rate is where you want it to be based on industry standards and your own sort of gut instinct, good. If it isn't, then let's tweak and adjust your content so that we're getting that conversion where you need mm -hmm. it to be. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would say to start out to begin with is that the other thing we want to look at is if you are a business that is doing sales calls, then you want to make sure you're looking at, okay, where is my closing rate, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's not high right now today, that's okay. That's your starting point. And you right. want to make adjustments and tweaks and build from there. So I guess it's the same as if you're going to build a new house, you're going to start with the foundation, with right? Foundation. Guaranteed. That's a, yeah, that's, that's really good. So Starting, if you've been doing organic social media and you want to do an ad campaign, uh, there's going to be a lot of testing, correct? Yes. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. A lot of testing. And so I find most business owners I work with are not ready for that on their own. And so I usually suggest they hire an expert to help them with that because, you know, the Facebook algorithm is changing faster than we can shake our hands. And so you really do want someone who's on top of it. And that's the person that then can be doing that measuring and that metrics. And then they report to you. You don't have to be doing the actual, okay, what are the numbers? Your job is to look at those numbers and say, okay, what can I do with it? How do I tweak? How do I capitalize and optimize? Okay. Is there a danger in looking at numbers every day? I know we said month to month you compare, but then maybe with social media, should you look week to week? Should you look day to day when you're running Facebook ads? What are your opinion on that? Yeah, good question. And I totally agree. If you are in the middle of a launch or if you are doing ads, I suggest you look much more frequently. I look daily when I'm in those that situation for myself. My only caution is if that's going to make you feel very overwhelmed, then don't look that often. You have to do what's comfortable with you. But certainly when you are putting money into a campaign, you want to make sure you're getting that return. You don't want to wait two weeks or a month to find out, oh, that didn't work so well. And so you want to be able to measure that right away so you can make those tweaks. I'll give you an example. I was helping a client. We had a launch dashboard made for her. So a visual of how our launch was going. And about two or three days into the launch, we noticed that the mobile sales, a lot of people were getting to the sales page on mobile, but they weren't actually purchasing and checking out. And so we thought, hmm, that's a little strange. It's 2022. I know people are buying from their phones. So what's going on? So we dug a little deeper and it just turned out that the layout of the sales page on mobile had the call to action button a little bit lower. So people were having to scroll longer before they could say, yes, I want this and actually purchase. And so when we move that button up, boom, the amount of people getting to the checkout page and then buying increased on mobile. So a little tweak like that made a difference right during her launch. 
we wouldn't have known that without looking at that data. Wow. That's incredible. That's a great example. That's a great way to end this too. Donna, I've got three rapid fire questions for you. Um, And I didn't tell you these were coming. So this is just, um, you know, go by the seat of your pants. Visual learner or verbal learner? Me, visual. Book smarts or street smarts? Book smart. uh, Group feedback or one-on-one feedback? Group feedback for sure. Those are easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So before we go, please tell our viewers and our listeners how they can connect with you, Donna. Yeah, great. Thank you. So they can go to my website, which is productivityplusva.ca. And there up at the top, there's a resources button. And so there's a few um, resources they can download. One of them in particular is 10 metrics that you can start with. And so that might be helpful for your listeners. And then they can also follow me on social. I'm usually on Facebook or LinkedIn. All right. Well, thank you so much, Donna. You've made data kind of Sounds like fun. Maybe we should be looking and diving into that a little bit more. Definitely, data has been the word for me for 2022. You know, should have been probably 10 years ago, but I've really embraced it. I'm really loving it. I love what it's doing for my clients. And the more often you look at it, the more excited you get when it's moving the right way. So data can get you excited, guys, can make you move the needle. So Donna, once again, thank you for being here with me today. And, um, Those of you who are here live, thank you so much. Those of you who are watching it on the replay, as always, thank you. And to our podcast listeners, um, keep an eye out for next week's episodes. And uh, Donna, I will talk to you on LinkedIn. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.